welcome to another episode of Accessibility. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility and representation. Basically, how can we have more people to play games and more people to see themselves in the games they play? I'm not afraid to say that I often struggle to play through mechanically complex games unless they have frequent or forgiving saves. I have a condition called dyspraxia which impacts my fine motor control. It basically means that my hands don't always do exactly what my brain wants them to, and that makes it really difficult for me to play through games that require precision and accuracy, and if I have to repeat something that requires precision and accuracy, that can be a real problem. I still play difficult and challenging games because I really enjoy the personal challenge of overcoming something I'm struggling with, but if I've spent 20 or 30 minutes trying to get past one set of very particular, finicky, precise jumps, and I get two minutes further in the game and die and I have to go back to before I did the finicky jumps, I'm going to really struggle to stick with your game. So today, on Accessibility, we're going to talk about save states, checkpoints, and save availability. We're going to talk about the ways that these various different types of saves can help disabled players, and we're going to talk about the fact that these don't necessarily have to impact the experience for players who don't need that help, that these can all be implemented in optional ways. If you've played a lot of retro platformers, you're most likely aware of checkpoints as a progression saving feature. These might take the form of little flagpoles in 2D Mario games. You pass a discrete point in a level and your progress is marked so that you can restart from there. Checkpoints are often not traditional save points, as their existence or ability to be used is often temporary, and predicated on you not running out of a finite number of in-game lives. If you run out of lives, you're sent back to the start of a given level instead, or in some cases the entire start of the game. Frequent checkpoints do help make games more accessible, but their helpfulness is often limited. With a life-based checkpoint system you can still find yourself as a player thrown backwards in progression made to replay the sticking point of your experience that you've already completed before, which can be a barrier to forward progression. Checkpoints are most helpful to disabled gamers when they are frequent and can be divorced from a live system. See a game like Celeste, which treats every cleared screen as a checkpoint reached, but does not feature a live system. Celeste is a really tough platformer, but it never forces the player to be placed further back than their current checkpoint, no matter how many times they die going forward. The player is empowered to keep trying at sections they find difficult, without needing to worry that they will be punished for trying. Going back to the design of classic retro titles, let's talk about save states. When playing a retro game on an emulator, such as the one used to run NES games on the Nintendo Switch, players are often given the ability to create a save state literally any time while playing. Save states capture the exact moment a player has reached in-game, and allow them to restart from there easily. Save states exist independently from any checkpoint system the game already features, and don't rely on discrete checkpoint locations to function. The benefits of save states compared to classic checkpoint systems are quite clear. Traditional checkpoints rely on game developers and players seeing eye to eye on what the difficult choke points in the game are going to be, whereas save states allow a player to decide for themselves where they're struggling, and where they would benefit from restarting from. Emulator rewind features fulfil a similar purpose, allowing a player at their discretion to rewind gameplay and try again from a point of their choice. Some more modern games have attempted to create systems that straddle the line between checkpoints and save states, such as Ori and the Blind Forest, which allows players to create their own checkpoints within levels at positions of their choice. However, 
Ori makes use of a form of in-game energy to create checkpoints, meaning that players are limited in how frequently they can deploy them. If you don't know what's coming, it can be tough to know when to ration your checkpoints out. It's a great concept, but it would have been a lot more useful without those limitations. The ability to create checkpoints wherever is helpful for you is a really good accessibility feature. From here, we move on to traditional saves, and the role that they play in maintaining player progression. In many modern games, the functionality of checkpoints has been basically replaced by static save locations. At certain fixed points in a game, you can save your progress, and upon death players will be returned to their most recent save. These avoid the issue of running out of lives seen in classic checkpoint-based games, but they lack the freedom of save states. Additionally, these save locations need to be offered close enough together that they don't cause frustration. Nier Automata is a fantastic game, but it features zero checkpoints and no static save locations until you've completed a lengthy introductory mission and a challenging first boss fight. Dying at any point in that lengthy sequence requires starting the entire game over from the beginning, which can really impact a player's ability or willingness to progress. If the point you're struggling at in Nier Automata is the boss fight at the end of that sequence, having to replay through the entire level just to have another attempt at the boss fight can be a real progression killer. In other titles, saving is available anywhere at any time, which in effect emulates the functionality of save states. You can allow players to set their own points of safety and progression, and not need to fear losing progress. Some games combine fixed saves with a limited form of checkpoint functionality, such as Persona 5 Strikers. In that game, if the player dies in a boss fight, they're given the option to either return to their last save, or restart their current fight. This isn't a true checkpoint, it's only available if you die inside that boss fight, but it's a little additional functionality on top of saves. Lastly, let's talk about autosaves. Autosaves are exactly what they sound like. Some games will automatically save a player's progression every so often, and allow the player to restart from their last save point as frequently as they like. The value of autosaves as accessibility largely depends on how frequent and how prominently visible to the player those autosaves are. Will the game autosave after the section you were stuck on and finally defeated? Does the player know an autosave has occurred so they can relax, safe in the knowledge their progression is locked in? These factors make a big difference to autosaves as accessibility. I recognise that not every gamer wants every game they play to have expanded checkpoint or save functionality, but I want you to just put aside that get good mentality for a second and think about the fact that for many disabled people like myself, this is a matter of accessibility. There are games I have loved that I have not been able to see through to the end because I couldn't reliably do inputs. I could get through an area once or twice, but the more times you put me back before it, the more I get frustrated, the more I struggle, the more I can't progress. Just let me achieve a thing once and move on, and I will see through your games. That's a thing that's going to let me play more games. I'm, I'm not saying that every video game needs to go through the entire list of all of the save modes that I've mentioned in this video and implement every one of them as a mandatory part of the experience for every single player. But I am saying, if you implemented more of these, games would be more accessible to me and other disabled people like myself. What I'm saying is, consider these as options because they really do help. Give players options to automatically save your game as they progress, to create their own saves or their own checkpoints, to turn off live systems so that their checkpoints aren't a ticking clock to failure. Give players the ability to 
persist at trying to get past a problem and once they've passed it go, I feel like I'm done with that, I'd like to move on. Don't punish players for failure, encourage them to keep trying with the knowledge that once they succeed, they get to move on. I completed Celeste when it originally released, and I feel confident in saying that I would not have been able to complete that game if it hadn't been for the game's frequent and forgiving checkpoints and saves. That is a really difficult game that every time I completed a room allowed me to save that progress and to go, you don't have to complete that room again if you don't want to. I just wish more challenging games would have that mentality that, because I completed something, let me move on.